my name is Amy Kirkpatrick, and you're listening to the 12-1 Podcast. As most of you guys know, we've been traveling around for a long time. My husband, my six-year-old son, and I have been traveling for almost 10 months now, just all over the country, doing all sorts of crazy things. Uh, This last week, we were just in Chicago, and now we have two months of relaxation. We are not going anywhere. We are going to be in Southern Illinois for a month, and then we're going to go out to Oregon, and from Oregon, we're going to stay there for a month. And we're just going to enjoy all the holiday stuff that we've always missed out on. We've been teachers and coaches for 15 years year round. And so we've missed out on all the Halloween stuff with cousins. We've missed out on all the Thanksgivings with family. We've missed out on getting uh, Christmas trees and decorating and all that stuff. And so this year we are just going to soak all that in with our families and we're not going anywhere. So I am just so thankful for the rest. I love traveling, but I'm ready to take a deep breath and just be in the same spot for a while, unpack our clothes for the first time in a long time. So anyway, thank you so much for being so patient for um, the long breaks in between podcasts, but I am finally resting in one spot and should be able to record more. So I look forward to sharing with you guys. You know, I sometimes laugh thinking about this podcast because, you know, I know this podcast is out there to help other people or for other people to listen to and be encouraged by, but I also think it's a kind of a form of therapy for myself. I feel like God is allowing me to do this or is asking me to do this so that I can kind of work through my own thoughts Uh, because so many of the podcasts I put together are my thoughts being worked through as I'm encountering life. And so uh, it's just kind of interesting. You know, this is one of the ones um, that I'm going to share with you today is about something I'm working through. It's something I encountered in this last week, and it's just been in my mind, and I've been untangling it and forming it and praying through it. And I just thought it would be a really great place um, to kind of share with you guys and something that might be interesting to you guys. So anyway, in order to get on uh, the topic that my brain is on right now, I need to first share a story. And this short story um, happened about eight or nine years ago when I was working with the high school, the Christian high school uh, that I was at forever. And that school used to work with a ministry that used to serve the homeless. And so once a week, there would be, gosh, two to 300 volunteers that would come out to help. This was in downtown Portland. And so every week they had this just abundance of volunteers. It's just God was doing amazing work there. And what would happen is all the volunteers would go underneath a bridge, a particular bridge in Portland. And they would go and serve the homeless with, um, it could be haircuts, it could be um, serving them hot chocolate, I I think they had food, Um, they did prayer walks, they handed out clothes, all sorts of stuff. They just, whatever the homeless needed in that area, they allowed them to come, show up, and they just tried to serve and give as much as they could um, through the ministry. Well, I had done it like three or four times by now. I've done the prayer walks and I, I like doing that because I was able to walk around with a whole bunch of my students or other students from other schools and churches. And we would be able to go around and pray for people. And I really love that challenge of walking up to random strangers and asking for pray for them. I felt it was something that I needed to work on within myself. So I liked stepping into that. So I did that kind of stuff a couple of times. I handed out clothes another time when they needed somebody to work there. Um, but what happens in this ministry is you get 
um, all crammed into this one room. It's not very big, but I think if I had to guess, it was about 200, 300 people. It was a lot of people in a little area. And we do kind of a worship time. We pray together. And then the leaders ask people, hey, who would like to do prayer walks? People raise their hand. They kind of delegate 20, 30 people to do that, give a map, and they have kind of a, an adult to go with each small group and stuff. And they go and walk and they they leave the room. And then the next group would be like, who wants to hand out clothes? And then they'd grab those people and they'd leave. And so, you know, after doing this a couple of times, I knew that our school was going to be going. And so I started to pray about what role uh, God would want me to be in, you know, because you can kind of pick, you raise your hand for what you want. And I had told God, I really, I want to do what he wants me to do. And so I started praying about that. And gosh, I think the first time I prayed it, it was almost instantaneously, I knew that God was asking me to do foot washing. So I kind of like got that gut feeling, but still didn't know if that's necessarily what was going to happen. One, I didn't even know because all the other times I had delegated myself for something, I had left the building. So I didn't even know how to get to the foot washing station, like to be called out for that. So I didn't know if it was a hard thing. I didn't know out of all those people, if they have lots of volunteers for it, no volunteers. I didn't know. So I didn't even necessarily think it was going to happen. So anyway, on this particular time of doing uh, this ministry, you know, I was in the room, we had brought like 50 people with us. And so along with everybody else in the room and, you know, as they're delegating the positions, I'm slowly seeing all the people I know leave the building one by one and leaving the building. And I'm kind of just sitting there thinking about it going, gosh, okay, uh, I am now here, but I don't know necessarily, you know, what's next. I don't know how to even get into some of the other things like foot washing and, um, you know, cutting hair and that kind of stuff. And so I'm just starting to slowly get down to the last 40, 30, 20, 10 people. And so they're starting to call us into a separate room and they're starting to have conversations and asking like who has ability to cut hair and that kind of stuff and more specialized stuff. And so I'm just sitting in the room. And I'm realizing I'm getting closer and closer to possibly doing this. But again, I still can't tell because of how they kind of do these things. They don't like list out all the stuff that you can do or how they're going to do it. So um, I was sitting there just kind of thinking to myself and I was like, you know what, if I do foot washing, I want to, I want to give the best foot washing ever. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but I was kind of just getting my head ready. I knew these were homeless people. And I, so I knew their feet were not going to be pretty. I knew that they would come for a foot washing. I, I mean, Foot washing is something that you go, um, it's not like a pedicure, right? You're going because your feet are so dirty that they need to be washed, right? And so I kind of had that in my mind already of going, this is, this is, this might shock me, um, but no matter how I feel about it, I want to make sure that I do it really well, that I serve them and I show love through what I was doing. So it's like kind of getting my head ready and prepared for what I was about to do. And then slowly and surely it got down to the very last uh, assignment, which was foot washing. And it was literally me and this other girl. And this other girl, she was probably in her 20s. And I don't think she was aimed for foot washing. It sounded to me like she wasn't sure what else to do. So she was kind of just sitting there kind of, uh, I guess I'm doing foot washing, right? And so I had turned to her and I said, have you ever washed feet before? And she said, no. And I was like, okay, uh, I have, but it was like with my church. And so I've never done this kind of thing. And so she goes, okay, we're together in this. So we end up leaving the church and this is a really, really, really cold night. It was probably about, well, not, I mean, for some of you, it's not that cold, but it was 45 degrees, very windy. Um, and it was just kind of had been really, really wet in Portland for several days before that. I think it was like maybe end of October, November. And it had just been a really, really wet patch for almost several weeks. And so, um, 
we had walked down to uh, be under the bridge and they had kind of showed us our station that the people sit in chairs, we kind of get down on our knees um, and that we're supposed to take off their socks, um, wash their feet and then give them, it has like soap and, um, and then we're supposed to uh, give them fresh socks and then they put their shoes back on and they, they kind of leave. And that's kind of all they really told us. Uh, so that night um, we didn't have a ton of people that want to do foot washing and probably got to wash maybe eight or nine people's feet. Um, and, you know, same between both of us and the people would come over and they'd sit in the chair and they'd have us wash our feet. And I, I kind of tried to do like some massage, you know, like as I'm washing it, I'm kind of squeezing their feet and kind of just rubbing them a little bit. And then I even put lotion on their feet, uh, just because, you know, a lot of them had really dry callous feet. Um, but for the most part, I didn't really see any feet that were all that, um, all that dirty or, you know, needing, <laughs> needing attention until my very, very last um, person, there was a man that came and sat in front of me and, um, he sat down and you can tell that he needed his feet washed. This was something that he wasn't super excited about. Um, he kind of even looked at me and kind of took a deep breath, like, I don't know if I want you to do this kind of thing, you know? Uh, and he just kind of looked at me and he goes, girl, these, my feet are nasty. My feet are nasty. And he kind of warned me and I was like, it's okay. It's okay. So, um, he insisted on taking his shoes off and he, and he told me that he had some sores on his feet that his socks attached to. Um, and so he had to be very careful about taking off his socks. Um, and he said that he hasn't been able to take, take care of his feet for a very long time. And so he keeps his socks on, um, for weeks at a time. Uh, just because he doesn't have fresh socks to put on. And so um, with the sores and stuff, it's just easier to take care of the sores if they're left on. Um, So that's kind of how he expressed it to me. And he took off his shoes and his nails were very long and crooked. And um, his feet were, his feet were very dirty, very smelly. (laughs) Um, There was lots of sores, lots of sores, lots of calluses. Um, His toes had kind of turned because they're jammed in shoes that don't fit him. And, um, I just, I decided that, you know, I wasn't going to let him see me disgusted. And so I decided to, you know, start washing his feet and luckily we have warm water. Um, and I told him I was gonna be really careful with his feet and stuff. And it's like the second that I touched his feet, I can tell you that I felt God loving this man in the way that I didn't feel disgusted. I didn't feel sickened but my heart was just breaking for him. My heart, all I wanted to do was just to serve and to love on him and just to make him feel like he was a human being more valuable than anybody else. Like I wanted him to feel so special. And it was amazing how I could have such a mangled, hurt, um, possibly infected foot in my hand. Um, and I felt nothing but love. I felt nothing. I didn't feel judgment. I didn't feel anything but just an ache to make him feel special. And I, I was just kind of like, you know, squeezing and just kind of massaging his foot as I washed it and just, you know, being careful with the soap and pouring warm water over his foot and just being so cautious just to love on him and ask him if he wanted lotion. And he, he said, yes. And then before I could even finish, you know, his first foot, he just looked at me and he said, you're a pretty girl. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And he's just staring at me and there was something in that moment that has absolutely changed my heart because the moment that he said that I realized what it really, really, really means to love on somebody the way Jesus loves on somebody, because I was feeling what God was feeling 
um, in the way that God didn't care. You know, he doesn't care about how nasty we are, how, how ugly our flesh is, how nasty our feet are. Um, he doesn't care about that at all. It was just this insane love that wasn't, it wasn't anything dividing him and I, it was just about, you know, the fact that I wanted to do this for him and it, and it blew his mind. Like he had a hard time understanding it. And I just, I just told him, I said, you know what? This is the way that Jesus loves every single person on this planet. And he loves you just as much as he loves me. And if he could come and he could wash your feet and my feet, he, would have, he wouldn't even pause. He wouldn't even hesitate. He would come to serve both of us because that's who he is. And I saw just a tear in his eye. Um, and it made me tear up as, as well. And you can hear it in my voice because, you know, it was just kind of one of those things where I came and I think in my own pride, I was proud of myself of being willing to to do a job that nobody else wanted to do. But in my humility, <laughs> I was humbled to see what a gift it was to this man, which in turn became a gift to me. This changed my heart that I realized that I don't love the way I should, that um, that I needed, you know, that I need God to come and be so alive in me to help me to love other human beings the way he loves them. Um, but I kind of walked away from that because I had always thought of homeless as takers. You know, they, they you know, always take things from other people that if you go up and offer them, I'll take that, I'll take that. You know, they try to take more. Like I've walked the streets so many times with like sandwiches and that kind of thing. And they, they try to take as much as they can, you know, and I've always thought of them as takers. And I think this experience helped me just to see what service is about. And it's about, you know, just loving on people, um, as if they're your best friend, right? Treating them um, not as what their exterior says they are, but as a best friend. So let's fast forward to this last weekend. My husband has some family in the area where we're at right now in Illinois, and we had found out that they needed to do some insulation in their attic. And you know, both of them are, you know, his aunt works crazy long hours, 12 hour shifts. She's older. Um, and her, um, husband is also older and severely disabled and they're trying to get up in their attic and they're trying to lay new insulation in their attic. And instantly, as soon as my husband and I heard this, we're like, no, uh, uh-uh, we're going to do this. And so we offer to come up and help. And so we go up to Chicago uh, just to, with that in plan, you know, and we were going to go see a football game in the meantime, you know, in the spare time. But our plan was to go and help. Well, as soon as we get there, it is very, very, very clear that his aunt is nowhere close to letting us go up into that attic to help her. Now, I've had addicts before and I can understand why I wouldn't want somebody in my attic. Um it could be just nasty. So that could have been one reason. Um, she, you know, didn't want to put us out or, you know, also what happens if we got hurt and insurance problems? I don't know. But she was insistent on not letting us up there. And, you know, I, I get that. I understand. It was a little frustrating because that's, we wanted to help, you know, we, we at all costs want to love, you know, on our family and serve them and meet their need. Right. And so we were so excited to do it. I think we were more bummed that we couldn't help um, more than we cared about why. Right. So anyway, 
we end up keep talking to them and find out that we can help with the gutters. So there's some things we can do with the gutters. So my husband gets out, you know, the ladder and we start kind of doing that, cleaning out their gutters, fixing some gutters, things like that. So we spent about a day and a half on that. It was super, super cold. But outside of this, his family had treated us like royalty. I mean, they had bought every food you could possibly imagine, cooked these lovely meals. They were just taking really good care of us in a way that was beyond what we had. I mean, you know, we're on the road, so we eat very, (laughs) um, not eat, but like everything about our life is very simplified. And so um, to be pampered in that way, it was just, it was just almost um, hard for us to handle. (laughs) Um, So they were just so overly gracious. I mean, just buying, you know, coloring crayons and all sorts of stuff for my son. It was just, they were just so sweet. Well, you know, as my husband and I are up on this ladder, you know, this really, really tall ladder, my husband did 90% of the work, but well, more than that, but being up on this really tall ladder and stuff, we just realized how much, you know, we needed to be doing this and not them. They did not need to be on this ladder, um, especially with disabilities and stuff. We didn't want them to put any, their lives in danger, you know? And so we were just felt so good about doing this. I was like, the whole time I was thinking to myself, this is what family is about. This is what the body of Christ is about, is about meeting each other's needs. It's about showing up and using our skills, you know, because we remodel our whole house. Like we can, we can do these things, right? And using those skills, using what they don't have, right? And coming and being the body of Christ by taking care of each other. Like it just felt so good. And you know, as as we got done with the project, we actually didn't get to do it completely because she had to order new gutters for the house, and so it's a whole thing. But but we did everything we could, and my husband and I left, and I, gosh, we just felt so good. We even started talking about other people in the family that we could help, and you know, because we have all this free time, why not? And we just felt so good about it. And then as we were driving back from Chicago, we got a phone call, um, and they had called us to tell us that they snuck some money into the crayons that they gave my son. (sighs) You know, it was so sweet and so kind to do it. Um, And I think all all of us can relate to this, um, that when somebody helps us out, we like to give... um, give back. We like to, you know, pay people, I guess, for their efforts. Right. Um, but I'll tell you, like Eddie and I sat in the car and we were kind of sitting there going, like, I felt almost kind of deflated because, um, what felt like love, you know, serving them felt like love. It felt like my husband and I were working in unison for something good. Like it felt like the Holy spirit was in that to give us the power, not the power, but the passion and, um, the excitement and the joy to work, even in conditions that were cold and windy, like we were happy to do it, you know, and there was something cool about that, that being in unison with God to serve, right? And it just felt really good. And then as soon as we knew we got paid, all of a sudden it felt like a business transaction. It felt like all of a sudden I wasn't any different or what I did wasn't any different than them calling a repair person. And though I know that's not how it was, at the same time, I wish I could have just helped and not gotten paid. Like I would have preferred it that way. And I was driving and I was thinking about it. I was like, what is it about service? Like we are called to serve, right? I mean, that is God. God teaches that in his word. Jesus came to serve, right? So we serve, like that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to look after each other. And I think a massive part of why the church is struggling in America is because we have, we've lost vision. I mean, this is part of it, um, but we've lost vision 
on what our role is. And it's it's not about us, but it's about being a family, being a body, serving and coming alongside other people in life. And that isn't a business transaction. That's not something that you get paid for. That is something that you can rely on other people within your church body um, to come and meet your needs, to be a family, you know? But I, I was realizing that in our culture, we have such a hard time with that, that um, we don't ask people for help. And if somebody's going to help us, we we fight against that with everything we have. And as I was analyzing the situation, gosh, uh, I felt I felt God just shining a light down on my husband and I, because, you know, here we are about a year away from moving out of our own house. We had a 2,800 square foot house with more you know, junk than we can ever need. Um, and we moved it all out, all on our own. We had people that offered and we refused to call them. We refused to call them. We, you know, packed up the truck and we drove it back and forth into storage several times. We packed our storage. And then in the last like four months, we were back in Oregon and because I think I shared this earlier, but because our storage um, fees went up so high, we end up having to move all of our stuff from one storage unit into another storage unit. And guess what? We didn't call anybody. We didn't tell anybody. We moved it all on our own, right? We, we didn't ask for help. And I'm just thinking to myself, how can we live out being the body of Christ, looking after each other, um, serving each other when we refuse to let people serve us? Now, I know there's a lot in scripture um, about how it's it's better to give than to receive, and there's all sorts of things in there, right, about service, about how we need to serve other people, but we cannot serve other people if we're not willing to be served, that this is a, a mutual give or take that happens in being the body of Christ. And I I kind of... Wanted to put this out there because if you are super headstrong, independent person like I am, um, I have a very hard time asking for help. I have a very hard time asking for people to pray for me. Like if I've ever asked you for prayer, then know that I need it <laughs> because I just have a hard time with that. And the only thing I can attest that to is pride. The only thing I can think of of why I would not ask somebody to help me with um, with moving would be pride because I can do it on my own and I don't want to ask for help. Or why would I not ask people for prayer? Or if or if I was really struggling through something and somebody said, hey, if you ever help, need help, let me know. Often, at least for me, it comes quickly in my head of how they can help, but I refuse to let them, right? And I wanted to, I wanted to kind of share that with you guys. In the beautiful, beautiful transaction of giving and receiving, you know, going back to that foot washing I don't know if it, and in the moment that man was impacted, but it changed my life forever. And I was just thinking about that, that something that I set out to give, right, end up coming back and giving to me a hundredfold. There was a transaction there. There was a gift of joy and excitement and love and insight and beauty that I had no idea I would have gotten out of that. And that's part of what God does when we are able to serve each other and come alongside each other and lift each other up. Um, but if we are too prideful or we're too scared or whatever our reasons might be of not accepting help from somebody else, then we might be taking away an opportunity where somebody else can be blessed in the gift of giving, right? Um, what happens if like God put that on them to serve you? 
to give to you. Um, I think about us wanting to go. We, we drove up to Chicago, right? Because we wanted to help so bad. I felt like that was a Holy Spirit thing. We were so excited about it, right? And then we got paid for it. So it took away what God called us to do. And we didn't even get to do the job that we were asked to do. And you know, as I'm sitting here, I'm still thinking about how much I wish I could go up there and do it. I mean, that is a nasty job. I mean, they have almost like full hazmat suits with masks and all that stuff. I mean, it's nasty. I know, I know there's mice up there, but man, I'd rather do it than let them do it. You know, it's still on my mind. It's still something I want to do. And so I want to just kind of put that out there for all of us hard headed, um, <laughs> independent. I could do it. Don't need anybody type people. Um, I want to put out there that maybe God is answering your prayers in the form of somebody else coming to serve you. And if you don't accept it, then maybe you won't see what God is wanting to do. And yeah, I I want to just kind of allow each of us to kind of think about our hard-headedness and how we need to be more willing um, to let people help us and to be vulnerable enough for people to see um, how we are. Um, to not worry about how we'll be judged, um, but to allow um, people to come and be a part of our life and our needs and um, how that draws community get together, how that draws people together. You know, <laughs> I'm so thankful for that opportunity to serve way back when in that ministry. And um, if there is ever an opportunity that you could also be challenged to do something like that, I highly, highly encourage it. You just never know how, how it's going to impact you and what God's going to teach you through it. You know, I love my God. I love him so much. I'm so thankful for how he works. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. You know, today I'm going to be praying that each and every single one of us will find a way to serve, to do something for somebody else uh, for no benefit of our own, but just to love on somebody else that really, really needs it. But then I'm also going to pray that each one of us will open our hearts to somebody who might be knocking on our door and asking if we need help and that we would be open and willing to receive that help uh, at the very least because it might bless them. Maybe it's not even about us. Uh, and so I'm going to be praying for that today. You know, I have a email. Uh, if you guys ever have any questions or comments or would like to talk to me about anything or share anything, need prayer, um, I would love to talk with each and every single one of you. My email is 121podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's 121podcast uh, at gmail.com, all spelled out, uh, so no numbers. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you, and I hope you guys have a blessed day. Thank you.